WBNE. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And today we're honoring our parents. Or maybe we're turning into big red monsters. So go to your first concert and become a woman. Because today we're bringing you Turning Red. Ethan, Turning Red was directed by Domi Shi, which I, I'm certain I have pronounced incorrectly. Uh, it came out on March 11th, 2022, which is five days ago. Had a $175 million budget. Wasn't really a uh, box office movie, though. It was Those aren't the right Rotten Tomatoes scores. Those aren't the right Rotten Tomatoes scores. Hang and on. I think I know the correct Rotten Tomatoes scores. I think it's an 85 critic and a 65 audience. Um, and I don't know the Metacritic score on this. That That is a correct Metacritic score. Oh, 83 on Metacritic, which is super high, which doesn't surprise me. This is one that even watching it, I was like, critics are going to like this. Tyler, I will Parents. tell you. You Parents were wrong. Not. You were wrong on um what did you say? 8565. 8565. You got one digit right out of those four. No way. What is it? The the first five. 9565. You got one uh, whole digit right. Okay. What is it, Ethan? It's 9572. 9572. Okay. But you can't, you got what you got the five right. Yeah. Not the second I'm, six and the second five. Also, uh, by the way, we are joined this week by a woman who is experienced experienced early womanhood <laughs> and beyond well that's what she's known for having experienced early womanhood and beyond welcome oh, to yeah. the show <laughs> post-adolescent candace oh, yeah. clifford joins the show Quite she's also She's also amazing in every way. She's a Team USA roller figure skater. She has a TikTok account. She's a screenwriter. She's super interesting, and I'm super excited she's back on the show. Hello. I'm really happy to be back and uh, an experienced pubertist. Um, I think it, <laughs> I'm I think hoping to God has... that was a verb I invented for the first time ever. You may have. I need I need that to be in bios. I need I need a T-shirt because I'm an experienced pubertist. <laughs> I have bought pads for me. <laughs> oh my god. That's just too good. <laughs> wow. Oh. I think that was the only because what you did was it started a sentence with we're joined by a woman, and then you realized you had to bail out of that and bailed as hard as humanly possible. <laughs> So we jumped to <laughs> experienced pubertist. I mean, I am. I really, I really have the background and knowledge to talk about this subject matter. So I, you know. <laughs> I'm so glad you do because this 80 or, or 107 minutes or whatever it was of turning red, I think is the most exposure I've ever had to this topic. Oh, and I'm married need, then, and have a need, daughter. <laughs> you need to watch Big Mouth. That will that will enlighten you. We watched the, like the pilot of Big Mouth, and I was like, I don't know about this animation style, but this is 
hilarious. So oh, that's kind of where I'm at true. with that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The animation style is very cringy, but much hey, they like gotta have the big mouths, right? Like that's they the gotta whole have thing. the big mouths. But also, I mean, like much like some of the things in Turning Red, where it's like this is cringy. It's for a reason. It's because this is like the cringiest part of life. It is oh, the most uh, uncomfortable part of life that nobody I, talks I, about. It was very eye-opening to me to see this character going through something I know has never been represented to me before, but is nailing it every step of the way. Yeah. And I didn't experience, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it was yeah. really, really cool to see. Um, I want to talk more about that before we do, let's get some professional reviews in here. Uh, Ethan, do you have a negative review from Richard Roper as the Chicago Sun-Times? I, I'm not going to read Richard Roper's review. Oh, we all have already. It's okay. <laughs> um, Richard Roper is probably the, for a movie that gets a 95% of Richard Roper not to like it, um, says a lot more about Richard Roper, I think, than it does the movie. Um, he usually is on our side, yeah. Yeah, he usually likes things, known liker of things. Yeah. Um, and his his review is just sort of rude. I've read most of it, actually, and it's not like, doesn't make me happy. It doesn't spark joy. So I'm going to ah. read a, a, a review from Phil Villarreal from ABC Tucson, who says, feels like a B-team Pixar effort that will quickly be relegated to the bottom of your app queue. That sounds like a man's review of this movie. Well, see, here's the thing, though, <laughs> is if we are to be believed about how Pixar operates, it is quite literally a B-team Pixar movie designed to make you watch it once on the app. Do you think you think that that's what this is? Well, if they had because they, they're notorious for having an A-team and a B-team. And I can tell you between Turning Red and Lightyear, which one the A-team's working on. Mm. That's true. That's true. And it is. Yeah. You have a professional but, positive review here for me. I do. I've got Wendy Eyed here from the Observer in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Turning Ed is a fizzing, squeaking, adolescent explosion of a movie that nails a fundamental truth about growing up. Oh, I guess this is growing up, isn't it? <laughs> I guess this is growing up, isn't it? Candace, um, our esteemed guest, zero out of zero out of one hundred on turning red. I'd actually I I'd give it probably like a 79. 79. I know. I think the the plot wasn't as balanced as I wanted it to be. Like talking from that kind of perspective, there's so many yeah. things I love about this movie. There's a couple of things that didn't work for me, mainly just like plot balance. Um, are you coming into like the, the score as like you are a senior thesis level professor and your no. student just presented this to you and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, no, okay. it was more, if you're I'm coming into it more. <laughs> if you're a professor and your student hands you a fully developed Pixar movie. <laughs> That's called well for well if it's an actual Pixar movie, it's just plagiarism, but also pass that kid. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I student film finding Dory. <laughs> They're gonna be like, hold on a second. <laughs> I've seen this one. But yeah, if you're if you're a, a film professor who's student hands them of like by the like a solo made Pixar movie, um hire that person. 79. Okay. I can work yeah. with the 79. It's uh, honestly more just because of like, there were certain points where I think it lulled and then picked back up and it's not really thesis wise. It's more like, uh, emotionally, there was like a time where I was like, ah, 
and then it picked back up. I'm like, okay, 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 we're good. And we're back. There it is. And we're back. Okay, I'm connected. <laughs> I I have some similar issues as well. Um, but I want to know Ethan's score first. Uh, no, I want to know Tyler's score first. Uh, <laughs> I think Tyler thinks lower than 79. Interesting. I have been torn on my score for this one. Um, I don't have because this have. this goes back to there was I think a very valid argument for Captain Marvel, which I enjoyed. But there was an argument people made that was like, I don't dislike this because I dislike the themes represented. I'm actually jazzed about the themes and what this means for the future of cinema. I just didn't like this because I thought it was paced poorly or I didn't like the script or for whatever reason. And I think that argument was so hard to make for people because it's it's very hard to present it in a way that doesn't sound like I didn't like this because it was about a, a badass woman, um, which is not how I feel here. I, I had some pacing issues more than anything else. I think and as you and I are on the same page there, um, but I love that it exists. I'm actually going to go above a 79 and go to 84. I'm going to go for 85. No. We're all kind of in agreement here. Yeah. I mean, I it was really good. Uh, I yeah. liked it a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I think that my 85 sort of maybe stands higher than some people's like 90 odds. Right. Because like there are plenty mm-hmm. of the Pixar fans are like, yeah, I mean, this is obviously a 100 percenter, but like it's less of a 100 percenter than 14 other Pixar movies. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, I like this movie a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I feel like people are misrepresenting it entirely because I hear a lot of people talking about like, oh my God, it's like, it's so anime. I it didn't love it because so of that. Anime. Or I don't think it's, man, it never felt anime to me. Like a couple times, maybe. I don't oh, watch anime. Man. And I don't like anime. And I don't really like people that like anime all that much usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's my thing. If you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me, oh, go watch Sword Art Online, but uh, skip episodes four, five, seven, 43 through 80, uh, 78 to 207, and then uh, just all of seasons 24 through 86. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. that So your show oh, don't sucks. Don't watch it. Right. Yeah, so don't watch it. But anyway, that's what you're talking about. This felt as much um uh like like anime as it did like like the fairly odd parents to me. Like there was a very like I, Saturday yeah, morning no, morning this cartoons was, vibe. This was anime through and through. Okay, but it wasn't. It was like well done. This is like Pixar does anime. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't mean it's bad. I've seen good anime. Naruto's like two frames the whole time. It's he's a he's a paper doll basically. Um, Yes, but I mean it. It had like its moments of anime too, where it was like very intentional, like the big eyes when they changed the animation of the eyes and. To me, it didn't feel like anime. It kind of felt like we're going to sprinkle in things just that have to do right. with anime that'll make you feel like you understand this character's like love of this kind of art and this kind of style, like What's her drawings. The- oh my What's gosh, the, the anime word? girl drawing uh, like like hentai of her with the dude nope. in the record shop. <laughs> not quite. He was a mermaid. He was a mermaid. He didn't have tentacles. The, he- the tentacles are not inherent in <laughs> Yeah, that, let's hold on. Let's get our definition straight. <laughs> that's future According progression to the Supreme Court the fanfic. about por- pornography. I'll know it when I see it. I just like that. Did Candace? I'm not going to ask if you did this because I don't want to know. But did little girls do this? Absolutely. No, I mean, that's not real. hundred percent. Yeah, um, I mean, like I, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter in the past four days being like. Anybody who complains about this movie's realism clearly was never a 13-year-old girl ever. Nope. I saw I, that as well. And girls being I, like, yeah, I used to to make like fan art of me and Legolas getting it on when I was 13. Like, <laughs> stop. No, I saw that. I saw someone tweet that. Um, no, I mean, I didn't. 
I didn't specifically draw like mermen and stuff, but I definitely drew like my ideal like skater boy or like just random boys I had like I, I would kind of like take their features I draw them and like draw like I swear to god the the Bieber cut everything like, oh these, yeah these guys, oh yeah they had they had all of it uh whole nine yards skinny jeans Converse, I drew like, I these as well but I didn't draw them as mermaids I just thought the haircut looked cool yeah. The wild well, thing. to each their own. I didn't draw the mermaids. I would just draw. I would just draw the boys. Pants. You wanted them to have pants. <laughs> they had pants. They had legs. <laughs> I mean, how if a mermaid wore skinny jeans, would they wear it like this? <laughs> um, yeah. The the thing I love about the mermaids, or, or maybe or the mermen, or maybe the thing I don't love is that it never came back ever. Like. Yeah, like it's not like she has video. mermaids and mermen all over the place. She she was just like mm, this this fits the vibe. So Ian, you've had this long standing theory for the past two weeks that like every movie is a beautiful mind. Okay, this is the first one we've watched where I'm like, yep, she yeah. imagined all of this in her yeah. head. Perfect explanation, perfectly reasonable explanation for everything. Yeah, like because and there's a few moments. This is my theory. There is no red panda. Okay. There is no giant red panda from the mom. It doesn't exist. I have a theory as to what I think it is. And I'll talk about it in the hash browns uh, because I don't think it's appropriate for the main show. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So patreon.com slash bacon. If you want to hear what Tyler thinks this movie's really about. Uh, I'll tell you what I think this movie's really about for free. But <laughs> Well, okay. Lucky but also, you. I but, don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's re- really about my really about is inappropriate. Oh, mine, in I think, I think mine is. That's fair. I think. Tyler, mine, do you think it's a wet dream? I just have to ask. I no. <laughs> No. Okay. It's like, do girls it, do that? I mean, not it, not like I mean. I'll tell you. I can tell you some very personal <laughs> facts about this particular question. Uh, do, do, girls don't do that, right? That's not a thing. We definitely didn't learn that in health class. <laughs> I learned a lot about <laughs> girls in health classes. We didn't learn anything about <laughs> girls in health class. No, I, was, I mean, I was in college. I took them out of the room for health class. Yeah, I was in college when I learned that like a tampon <laughs> comes apart. No, so I mean, it's not quite like the same. But I mean, girls, I mean, we do dream and have fantasies and stuff. And then you can wake up I see in the I, morning and be a little get bit more wicked personal. <laughs> I, this isn't like, I don't enjoy those circumstances. It's always an unpleasant experience. Uh, I'm so glad I got asked to Come talk on, about Ethan. this movie. <laughs> this uh, let's get back to the movie please god uh so what i really think it is i think it is all in her head i don't think it because there's there's one specific moment that convinces me that she's not actually turning into a panda and it's when tyler's parents show up which by the way shout out to disney and pixar for putting a middle schooler in this movie named tyler and Who for him sucks. royally sucking that is such a shout out to middle school tyler i love that <laughs> I was for you. That uh, was absolutely <laughs> for me. Um, but they say she's an animal, but they don't like they don't come out and say your daughter transforms into a giant red panda. What the actual fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just say she's an animal, which leads me to believe that like if a giant red panda jumped on 13 year old Tyler, Tyler's dead. All right. I was a 13 year old Tyler. If there was a giant larger than me bear that jumped on me, even at 29 dead fair enough <laughs> argument <laughs> from a roof from a roof i also think I'm it's an animated movie <laughs> and uh some logic goes out the door with animation movies i don't know man uh, <laughs> i don't know 
Like I, I don't think monsters literally come through doors to do their jobs and get paid to scare people. <laughs> but, well, obviously they get paid to make them laugh. Well, they do now. I mean, yeah, in the past, and you can for- go to Disney World and go to the scare floor. So, See, but this is the thing. The laugh floor. This is the. This is sort of why I don't love this movie is because I think it is like we were edging on this with Luca, but I think this one is too human. I, th- I see what you mean. Like because Pixar movies are like myths, right? Like mm-hmm. they explain something about the world, yeah. menstrual cycles, especially ones like like Monsters Inc. Right? Because like nobody would yeah. ever think to go to Monsters Inc. and be like, did that really happen? Like, yeah, obviously not. It's a movie, right? But like, I and you're right. not the first person I've seen to do this. These like, what really happened to Maylin Lee? Like, she's a real person that exists. I've seen like four like different articles through different crappy sites that are like, oh, let's figure it out. And if you just go on to Disney Plus and watch the Embrace the Panda thing, it literally starts off with, this is a metaphor. Right. No way. Yeah, it's like one of the first things like the the director talks about. She goes, so it's a metaphor. Well, yeah, that's the first one of the first things the director says because it's a metaphor for just puberty. For yeah. yeah, like not and, even and not even like, specifically the pure like a woman's it, period. Although there's the joke in there, it's not even specifically about that. It's just puberty, right? I, I think, and I, yeah, and I think we've been ragging on that a little bit, but I do think it is more than just her menstrual cycle. I think that's sort of yeah. the you know the red pandas visiting type conversation. Uh, but yeah, I think it is so much more than that. I think that that's kind of what they're explaining is like a woman going through puberty is more than her menstrual cycle it's hormonal it's challenging it's monstrous yeah uh be honest it's not even clear if like she actually did start her period like like, there's the joke because the mom like that's what the the mom thinks it is right but she doesn't actually like tell her mom like like no that's not it but she doesn't also she doesn't confirm or deny that the period actually happened she just has turned into a red panda and is stinky and hairy and all this stuff that also comes with puberty but it's a metaphor and i i love that the period jokes in there but i've seen a lot of articles of people just discussing like oh this is a movie about someone getting their period i'm like it's technically i don't even think she got her period it's literally just about the other parts of puberty well i mean either either she didn't and is actually turning into a red panda or she isn't and did get her period right like, yeah but i, it, I truly think pixar at movies least are, on the cusp of that yeah, yeah. I, I truly think pixar movies are designed to be taken literally at face value like especially within this the context of the story yeah right? me too of like you know she obviously it really happened to her because she's it's not that she's not real like she's not like she's a character in fiction she mm-hmm. is, you know, Zeus here. Like she is a myth, mm-hmm. just like every other Pixar character, right? Like nobody would be like Lightning. Did Lightning McQueen actually win races, or was it a guy winning races and just feeling like he was speed? Exactly. Um, we take him at face value, but that's. Are you telling me <laughs> that Timothy Chalamet in Call Me by Your Name is a sea monster? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, we weren't questioning that. We weren't. Yeah. Questioning that. <laughs> Army but Hammer might be a sea monster. Clearly, you didn't watch the same Call Me By Your Name as I did. <laughs> no, I saw some sea monster type stuff. There, was, I think he had a notebook with the drawing of Army Hammer as a mermaid for sure. Absolutely, because he would have been seventeen. That's like a Asian girl's thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. If you do the the mental math there, yeah, that's, that's either it. way. It was inappropriate for Army Hammer to be so interested. You know, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying, Ethan, like where. Most of the time, everything in the Pixar film feels very like this is fantasy. This was yeah. so grounded in reality. It's Toronto. It's 
it's 2002. Like they very specifically narrowed in on that year, which yeah. I do love about the film, but they, they made it so grounded in reality that it was like, it's a, not like shocking that there's the fantasy part of there, but that's, that's what kind of throws it for a loop. Same with Luca. It was so grounded in Italy. Like every little detail was like, this yeah. is Italy that it, it threw it a little bit. I, I don't think it's really a bad thing because I can tell it's the filmmakers paying homage to what they love. Like this is clearly a very personal piece for these creatives. Oh, specifically, sure. specifically the director. She's the same one that, this is her first feature, but she was the same one that did the short bow. Yeah. Like oh, you can no tell. way. Yeah. 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 That was kind of her, her training wheels with Disney animation. And then they're like, all right, here's a feature. <laughs> It was right. her first and, feature. And there's that one scene that they show in the beginning of her father cooking. The food. And it's like incredible. Oh, and then again, so never comes up again until the end. They're like, oh, your dad's cooking is incredible. I, oh, I, I want to argue that the mermaid does come up a couple times throughout the movie. Does it? Well, and so like she has the, the mermaid drawing and then in her nightmares, there's also... <laughs> The, the mermaid flopping there and oh there, god there, you're I right think, yeah there's a couple other moments with mermaids so like it's not, and then there's the one of the one of the band members is a mermaid in like some of some music video or some shot of him where the band members is a mermaid so like it, it happens a couple times there's mermaids that's where she got the ideas from one of the uh, oh my gosh the band's name is Four town. Four town. I was like, what is it? Four town. With five members. I, so I literally, this is how I knew I was getting too old for this movie is because when I first saw them, I was like, Four town, but there's five of them. That's a stupid name. And then literally in the movie, the mom is like, why are they called Four town if there's five of them? And I was like, damn. She got you, man. You got, I'm you got old. <laughs> I turned 29 on Friday. Happy birthday. Thanks. Candace, what's it like being young and hanging out with us old men? Well, I'm 25. My joints feel like they're in their mid 40s because sure. of skating. <laughs> so, Wait a minute, but it wouldn't skating be pretty like better than running, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. But not just my knees. Like we're talking hips, knees, like everything in my body. I stand up and something has to crack. Um, so <laughs> my People's body skulls. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. but no i so i honestly and i i don't know i most of my friends are older anyway most people mistake me for like 29 or 28 i it's very rare that i talk to anybody that's younger than me unless it's literally everybody i talk to so you know i i know how you feel i just you know i only live my own life right like i've only lived one life so everybody's 28 as far as i'm concerned because they all know all the things that i know Right. They like, all know everything I know and everything that I'm learning. They have already learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how I that's how I experience the world. Everyone is just a little bit better than me. Yeah, but like they can't know things that I don't know. Cause like then I would know them. Right. It, it, so Ethan, I do want to tell you, like you, you, Ethan, are like a brain in a vat, and we are all figments of your imagination. Yeah. None of this that's is real. That's what I just said. It's nobody can know things that I don't know because then I'd have to know them. Exactly. I'm and just in, confirming. In my head, for you. That, that was honestly one of the most like imposter syndrome moments I've ever had is like not imposter syndrome. And I don't think I deserve my station in life, but that I might be a simulation is because I just said out loud, there's no way people can know things I don't know because then I would know them. And that made sense somehow. So oh. I do want to, this is a throwback to early bacon and eggs. To, 
Today's episode is sponsored to you by Rockstar Energy. Oh, Are you actually uh, drinking a Rockstar? I'm drinking a oh, Rockstar Energy no. because this movie is about a 13 year old girl. And when I was <laughs> a 13 year old, pulls out an Evian. Evian. Oh yes, here in Portugal, we drink Evian. Actually, it's, it's by Tales. Oh man, it, it looked just uh, like Evian. It does look like an Evian. It's not an Evian. It, when I was 13 years old, this is a Halo Infinity Edition Rockstar. Um, this Hell would have, yeah. this would have been the greatest thing to ever exist. Uh, I turned 13 in like 05, so that would have been like the announcement of Halo 2 was coming. Oh yeah, Halo 2 is 2004. Okay, then we would have been playing no, Halo. Halo one was 2004. Halo 2 is 2007. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was, we were in brain broke. No, I remember. Yeah, it no, I was right. Look it up. Look it up. 2001, up. 2004, 2007. Look it up. Final answer. And then, right. then that abomination that was Halo Reach. Uh, Halo Reach slaps. Halo, Halo ODST was so, so, so. Uh, but it had a good pistol. Yeah, I but like it. it invented Firefight. That was my favorite. There's no way Halo came out in 2001. Uh, Halo 2 was November 9th, 2004. Oh my God. Oh. There went Candace. I'm nope. still here. Yeah, Sorry. Back. Okay, cool. Yeah, November 15th, 2001 was uh, Halo 1. So, yeah, so, we would have been like right in the middle of our Halo days. Yeah. So, uh, but so, so it sounds like would, you know, some of the guys that went to middle school with uh, with old with Malin. With Malin. Yeah. Yeah. They w- they didn't even mention Halo. They were talking about tech decks and Tamagotchis. And yeah, I'm sorry. Girls didn't play Halo as much. That's true. I not know that was like a thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some girls did, but not these kind of girls, not the main characters. These ones did not play Halo. Well, these yeah. girls weren't main characters in 2002. No, yeah, that's why they had to have a movie made about them in 2022. Yes. <laughs> right. Because, because they made a movie <laughs> like the next year called years. Mean Girls about one of these people, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> no, I that think was, Janice actually, fit the mold here. Oh, yeah, Janice. We love Janice. But that was... I saw some article that was just kind of talking about the girls in this film and it brought up a good point where a lot of films about middle school and high school, the girls are always this like the pretty girl, the guy can't talk to. That's like right. something that's always been the case. Like they're always the pretty girl, the guy can't talk the We just girl. watched Jennifer's body and that was the pretty girl that would eat you alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would. <laughs> but it's it's just a very interesting stereotype. And then you'll always have like the awkward girls, but they're like literally the most side character. Probably doesn't even have a line. It's just that goth girl in the corner. Janice yeah. is our exception here. But um that's just something that you see all the time. And so in this film, it was kind of the opposite, where it was like it wasn't this unapproachable goddess of a girl like the main characters were all girls that eventually became friends with tyler and it wasn't like he had to like weasel his way in they saw that he had similar interests and they're like oh dude join us you're awesome like that was that was they would have been friends at the concert okay i'm sorry to interrupt they would have been friends at the concert if there wasn't a giant panda battle that resulted in all of them meeting the band, like a proper trauma to bring them all together, come, I think the concert was on like a Tuesday, come Wednesday at school, Tyler denies everything about this. Absolutely all of it. Yeah. Probably. Absolutely all of it. If There's now a- the panda apocalypse, people are going to talk about that. Tyler's probably going to own up because not because he likes Maylin as a friend or romantic interest, but because he can get clout out of this. He was there. He was there. He was there at Pandapocalypse. That's yeah. that's for sure. Nobody can deny him that. But I wasn't I, even at Winter Jam. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I part of it also just seemed like it was like that little breaking barrier moment where it was like he could be friends with them. It's not right. awkward. It's not even though he's kind of like the shit character for a little bit. 
it also just showed that possibility where it was like the girls were still like accepting and open and they were like the friends were great yeah oh they were awesome here's here's where it sort of breaks down for me candace and if you can correct me if i'm wrong with this but based on my experience in this era and since around women like these these are modern friendships set on a non-modern setting it seems like I I, really? I don't I don't doubt that there would have been a found family element to uh like a teenager pre cell phone. Yeah, no, I I disagree with that, Ethan. Because honestly, watching these girls and like their interactions and like literally was my this was how I felt when okay. I was a kid. Like I had these friendships that were really goofy, and we would videotape us doing weird shit. And we were, we were like a second. I felt like I was a different person when I was with my friends and when I was with my parents, and for like slightly different reasons than our our main character here. But like, I mean, like I had my skating life, and then I had my school life, and like my life was in different factions. Sure. Mm -hmm. So like watching this, I was like, I had my friends that I was super goofy and weird with, and we did all this weird, awkward stuff and we had our video or our, we didn't have to, I didn't have a Tamagotchi but we had our video games and we had I don't know like it it felt very much like my friend dynamic when I was their age and I was like oh this is this is good this is exactly what it was like but I mean it, it's it could be different now friend dynamics now because now there's phones now there's all this stuff but it felt very much grounded in the proper time well, yeah so- I, I even feel like we had that Ethan because we we had like there was a time it would have been a little older than this, but 13 is right about when it would have started where like we were doing sleepovers with like 10 to 15 people right every weekend. Yeah, but like but like you if I had started turning into a giant bread panda, y'all would Ethan, have been fucking Ethan, you literally been... did. No, I didn't. Ethan, you threw a phone at the wall and you punched John in the face. You absolutely did. <laughs> okay. I listen, man, we all had our giant red panda moments. But you absolutely did. That's not okay. I'm not really Remember. where I was going with this. So if we're comparing it to to real life, and you know what, y'all were y'all were less than helpful in any of those situations. We I know we super were. Super were. Yeah. We so that's super that's the point were. I'm making though is that like, yeah. sure, yeah, we were tight. We had sleepovers, but I don't think that your love would have saved me from the panda. I agree and understand what you're saying now. <laughs> because so their friend group is very accepting and very mod. I, I understand this. It, when I was in middle school, if something crazy and weird would have happened like this, I don't know how accepting my friend group would have been because they're, these are very progressive characters, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. That I, was sort of what I was getting. I, I, I'm like, picking up on it now. Um, I, I'm picking up what you put down. It's like not that girls weren't goofy and silly. It's that like, you know, tell your friends you love them and that you would die for them is a, is a modern so idea. The way I kind of understood it is when she was turning into the Red Panda, the perception from her friends was that in this process of entering womanhood, if we're talking about the metaphor, in this process of entering womanhood, she sort of developed into from an innocent looking child to like an adorable and attractive young woman. And her friends were very accepting of that. And her mother didn't know how to handle that. And her mother saw her if she is attractive and desirable then she is in danger and a danger to others and her friends saw her as like not like 
we're proud of you, queen, get it. But like, this is great. You're growing into a woman and you're becoming beautiful. And you're, you know, you're not just becoming a, a child who is beautiful. You're becoming a beautiful woman. Uh, and that was kind of my take on like what that meant. And I think that like, that was something we didn't experience in middle and high school, but like, because guys don't talk to each other about their appearance and guys don't like, we're not, there was no commenting on that whatsoever, but there was definitely young women who, you know, would hit that stride first and would develop in that way first before yeah. other girls in their friend group did. Uh, I still think I, I do agree with Ethan, actually, that their response was a bit more modern because like thinking back to like when puberty, like when everybody started to change in that awkward, terrible seventh to eighth grade time of our lives. There was there were the ones like the people you were closer with. I feel like their version of accepting it was we're not going to really talk about it, but bullies version of like being mean to you was to pick on those things and to pry on those things like oh this is changing oh this is changing i'm going to point it out and make you super uncomfortable right whereas friends that were close we just didn't really talk about it <clears throat> we sorry we didn't really talk about it we didn't really address it too much but yeah i think i i like that they went this route though with a more modern yeah. way that the friends would react to it. And I, I do agree with you, Tyler, though, that like, I, I really love that. It wasn't just like, Oh, like you're so badass and this is so cool. It was like the, the one friend in particular, um, the one in green with the braces who the mom Isaac Carlson. <laughs> That's all I saw the whole time. Oh, That's Miriam. all I saw. Miriam is her name. Miriam. That was it. I was like, she had a very interesting name. Um, Miriam. What is happening? She closed the thing. Okay. I think her computer died. <laughs> My computer just died with the good audio. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. No worries. Uh, Got to get the good audio back. Everything's dying. Ooh, just shocked myself. No, Almost done. Hold on. I'm sorry. Take your time. You're fine. Just, just edit this out. <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, keep keep it in. Somebody start singing. Make it interesting. <laughs> I went to a networking, like professional networking event today, and the president of the group that was there. The United uh, States of America? You met Joe Biden? I met Joe Biden, and he Biden? sang... He sang Danny Boy to the whole crowd. Oh. Why? Because it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Thursday? Well, they're not going to meet again between now and April 14th. I mean, that's so. fair. And they said that every every day leading up to St. Patrick's Day for a week and a week after is the High Holy Week. So it's 14 days of High Holy Week, which I was like, actually, that's pretty freaking cool. I'm not a Catholic or anything, but that sounds cool to me. I love that Far Side comic. Let me tell you about this one. That Far Side comic where uh, it says like Catholics Anonymous. And there's a whole bunch of priests sitting there and then a woman with a bunch of cats. And the caption is something like, I think I came to the wrong meeting. It is Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, Jesus cannot save you from that. Problem. Jesus. Jesus can save my brother jesus jesus can save jesus can save your brother no you're my brother and you need me to be We're saved by dead. christ you've been you've been saved you done bathed in the body and blood of jesus almost back terrified <laughs> who's terrified you're terrified i said it's terrifying what's terrifying you saying bathe in the blood of jesus <laughs> <laughs> what 
here's my question. If you took a bath with red wine, would you need to put in Mr. Bubble Lavender scent or no? Would it just naturally be bubbly? Um, <laughs> if you bathed in like, like, are we talking like champagne? No, I'm talking one. Both of those are white wines. They're both sparkling, but they're you white. You did say red. And I said red. I'm talking no, about did like, specify. A, like, the, like the barefoot bubbly pink Moscato. No, I'm talking about like a barefoot, not barefoot, uh, giant 47 pound rooster Pinot Noir. Is it bubbly? No. No, but I mean, if you pour it from a height, like bubbles appear. Yeah, but they also disappear. If you aerate, that's what that's called. Aeration. Like it's, it's it, it would hold on to the bubbles longer than water, which is zero, uh, like unadulterated water, but it would hold on less than soap. That's for sure. It doesn't, if like, you why put does the it, soap, if you put the soap in it, what? Why does it get like next? a head? Ooh, if you took a bath in a New England style IPA, do you need bubble bath? No. You don't think so? No. I think you get a yeast infection. Regardless Almost definitely. Of who you but are. like, what is, what is a bubble bath if not, you know, a good, a good head for your bath? <laughs> You get that perfect pour. Right. <laughs> 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 gotta go to the scrubbing bubbles factory and take a tour and they gotta, st- not scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> scrubbing bubbles is bathroom cleaner. Don't bathe in that, please. Don't v- bathe in wild. anything that isn't water. Hold on. What if, we opened, what if we opened a bathtub themed brewery? Uh, what, Whatever. Whatever brewery like, made like rubber ducky lager and shower beer, I think is ahead of you on that. No, 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 no. We're taking it like a step further. We've got like, like rubber dub IPA. We've got shampoo stout. And here's the kicker. about like Buds and Suds. Yeah, brewery. Buds and Suds brewery. Good name. Actually, Good name. we're opening it. This this town literally ain't big enough for that. Yes, it is. This is one of the great beer towns. No, it was, and now most of them have failed. You just been, have to come to Anaheim. If we go to Anaheim, we can absolutely do this. Oh, yeah. 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 It is a little hub of craft breweries. It's amazing. Ethan and I even whales, wear, whales, wear. Ethan and I even wear Salesforce ones. So I think we'd fit right in in California. We wear what? I saw a TikTok today where somebody was talking about all birds called ah. them Salesforce ones. Because <laughs> everybody who works in that world. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty good. I do. I got the high tops right now. I. I've only ever had one pair. Anyway, uh, I've had three. Candace, are you having fun on bacon and eggs? I'm having so much fun. This Candace, was the wildest bunny trail that's uh, for sure. ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us, yeah, don't don't bathe in red wine or scrubbing bubbles or New England style IPA. If you have to bathe in any of those three things, I would probably pick New England style IPA. I would pick red wine every day of the week. This no, isn't sir. even a competition. That's no. gonna that's gonna uh gonna die gonna, your skin. It's gonna die your skin. It's probably gonna burn you, my dude. Okay, New England style IPA is going to make like your fingernails have yeast infections. Probably <laughs> just take okay, you can take a shower afterward. I think I still I'm just thinking of the one that's not like literally an acid. Like Yeah, I guess the, so you think the scrubbing bubbles is out, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely fuck Mary Kill, scrubbing bubbles. You gotta kill scrubbing bubbles. Rooster. <laughs> Pinot Noir <laughs> and uh, Twisted Track New England style IPA. Yeah, you know you gotta kill scrubbing bubbles in that man. That that that's, yeah. that is not good for you. I'm pretty no. sure yeah. on the can it's like don't touch this. <laughs> Which one do you marry though? I think you have two really good options for long term partner here. Oh, I uh, I, I Pinot Noir. Yeah, if if it's Twisted Track New England style IPA. So you're telling me you would marry a mass produced. Yeah. Garbage red yeah. wine yeah. over okay, a so craft. Rex Goliath, Rex Goliath Giant Forty Seven Pound Rooster Pinot Noir is better than New England style IPA from Twisted Track because the New England style IPA from Twisted Track is their worst beer. It's not Love even a New England style IPA. Not. It's it's less hazy 
than the regular IPA. You know what I think when I think hazy? Boston they mix them party. up. Anyway, what? Kansas, Candace, Candace. Can Kansas. you tell us about how you felt about this movie? What did you love? What did you hate? What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Um, I think the biggest thing I loved was how absolutely awkward and weird the girls were. It yes. really, it kind of just hit the nail on the head because even the cool girls in middle school, all of us were weird. Nobody knew what was going on. Whoa, we whoa, 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 whoa. I, I've interrupted you a lot. People listening to the show are like, Tyler, mm-hmm. stop interrupting that ice girl. I'm sorry. Just rewind for a second. Even the popular girls, like we were all, even the popular girls, we, you, are you claiming popularity in middle school? No, no, no. I I said, even Uh, I'm not claiming popularity in middle school. I was weird. (laughs) I was not invited to birthday parties, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, even the popular girls did not fully understand how to handle any of this stuff. They were really awkward with tampons. Everyone was awkward. Everyone was just awkward in their own ways. Some tried to just oh play God. it off. If you are a, if you are a female presenting middle school teacher, do little girls ask you to help them in the bathroom? Oh no, I don't think any of us had the guts to ask a teacher to help them in the bathroom. <laughs> I know when I was in kindergarten, at least once. <laughs> That's that's young. At least once I asked for help. (laughs) That's kindergarten. That's that's kindergarten. Yeah, that's expected. I think in kindergarten. Not with a tampon, with poop. (laughs) I remember (laughs) kindergarten, I had to ask for help because Parks Talbot barfed on the floor during nap time. (laughs) Oh, no, I I have a better one. And I think it was exactly kindergarten. I had to ask for help because I had a splinter in my butt. Oh no. From the playground, it was like a, a wood structure, and I like sat down and like slid on it. And they had to call my parents to come because there was a splinter like that big in my butt. In in your butt. In my butt. Not very, not very pleasant. But yeah, that, a- that's that's different. That's kindergarten, middle school. It doesn't matter if you are the popular one or the least less popular one, like everybody doesn't really want to fess up to anything going on because then like, I think I remember middle school and like puberty and everything as being this thing that you just don't talk about. And like, if you're going through it, keep it to yourself. Don't tell people about it. Don't like open up about it. That's why like the friends that were closer to me didn't really bring it up because it was like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Now this is it's a, a- an epidemic. I just interrupted you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Now it's just nice to see things like this, like turning red, showing kids like it's okay to talk about it, especially with your closest friends. And it's okay that you're going through this because we're all we all go through this. Uh that's probably what I like the most about this film. My probably second favorite are the aunties, even though they have such a small part. That's probably my biggest gripe. I wanted more of the aunties because that entrance that they animated for the aunties was absolutely phenomenal. That dramatic entrance with the shoes coming down and then bursting through the doors. I wanted so much more of the aunties and I wanted them to build up the grandma more. I think that was my biggest issue with the film is that the, the big bad really wasn't uh, Maylee's mom. It was going kind of in Kanto style, that generational trauma. It kind of, it started further back and it was my, still. My mom keeps saying she doesn't like these new Disney movies. Maybe it's because they keep making the grandmother the villain. It's just pointing out certain things that, uh, 
yeah, that people don't want to talk about. But these movies are like, guess what? We're going to talk about it. But nope. it's yeah. That's Off it. topic is is in the in the room of either of you. Is there a uh, mouse crawling <laughs> over a pack of peanut M and M's? What? It's it's Candace's mic. Okay. Oh, it's rubbing against her shirt. Oh shit. (laughs) That's exactly what it sounded like. uh, No, it's fine. It just started to you um since you got back on the call. But yeah, every time you moved your head, it was like it literally sounded like a mouse just heavy enough to shift the weight in the This is why I can't do stuff like this because I move around too much. It's and it totally fine. It's like, it was so like just inside <laughs> so- of my brain. It's totally fine. Uh, also, you're That's talking about so you moving bad. around so much. My wife recently, we've been in situations where we should sit still, um, which should be fine, right? We were at a funeral and I should have been sitting still. And this happened again a few weeks prior. We were like, we were some solemn thing. And she keeps leaning over to me and being like, Tyler, you have to sit still. You can't move around that much. <laughs> and like, this is 100% news to me. Like, what do you mean I can't move around? Yeah, I shift constantly. I, I, I'm always, I, 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 I didn't even know I was moving. I'm moving all the <laughs> I do time. The, I do the leg shake thing. Um, oh, you do do the leg shake. Like, yeah. He does it at restaurants. And, and people he, will be oh. like, you got to fucking stop that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like the leg. And I'm like, I'm not. So. Oh, oh, look at that. Right. Look at and that. then, and then, my leg. and then he'll say, this is the way he says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> stop. <laughs> Why are we just coming sick. for young me today? <laughs> young you, even you still sore sodas in your cheeks. <sighs> There's no shame in it. I need you to own it. This, and be but proud this is of the it. thing you have been bullying me about since we were 10. <laughs> this is like your America's got talent. Like you show up and how he's like, hey buddy, what's your talent? <laughs> and you're like, check this out. You take a little sip of the water Nick Cannon gave you. And then you just do a comedy routine with water in your cheeks. <laughs> I'm the world's worst ventriloquist. I can project my own voice through my own mouth. Like, I don't need a dummy. I am. I don't need a dummy. <laughs> I am the dummy. That's your act. You come out and Howie Mandel says, tell us about your act. Did you just go, I am the dummy? <laughs> Um, but no, this was the that was the point I was gonna make earlier is that like if if we take it literally and one of the people in the friend group had literally started turning into a giant 10 foot tall panda, they can't you can't write down the words we would have called each other anymore. Right? Like no. <laughs> this is, no, this is what we I'm were saying calling about, each other listen. about them modernizing it. Like you you simply can't say the things that we were saying to each other. However, oh, this yeah. is also a PG movie. Absolutely. Big mouth, and you'll see the things that people actually call each other. Oh my oh gosh. My God. We That's... were we were culprits of this. We were hundred percent part oh, of the problem. Yeah. We were in our halo phase. Okay. Oh, yeah. Any anybody who <laughs> Anybody who says that they've never said something horrible in their life has never played Halo online. <laughs> <laughs> or Call never, of Duty or anything. Never been in a Call of Duty lobby. It all yeah. all the rules are off at that point. Ugh. Like I'm not proud of it. I don't think any of us are proud of it. We don't do it anymore. But like cool. But middle oh schoolers God. are cruel. Absolutely. There's a John Mulaney bit about this. That that's why John Mulaney wrote helps write Big Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just because he hates I mean, middle schoolers with a passion. They're cruel. They're, Everybody knows. But they're That's- also just a mess. Like, they're cruel because nobody actually knows what's going on. And that's right. what they 
hurt too is yeah. cruelty. And that's why they're the worst age group. I mean, yeah, just imagine waking up one day and all of a sudden, not just mom and dad don't have any answers. Nobody has any answers. Nobody's ever experienced any of this before. Well, and they have, but like there's such a short-sightedness when it comes to what puberty was like. I think the most heartbroken I've ever been was in like seventh grade. Rachel Gilbert broke up with me after one day. I think for the, the 24 hours that we were together, I thought of literally nothing else. <laughs> literally nothing else like my wedding day i thought about bacon wrap dates and my wife this day nothing but rachel and i know it's true because i went camping with my dad that night and my dad was like tyler why are you being so distant and i was like i'm just happy man life's I'm good just living the dream. life's good i'm just i'm good <laughs> I'm good. You know, Listeners, if you want to, if you want to understand what Tyler was like about women at this age, I believe this is the same year that I was voted off the lunch table because I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I was, I was very oh. awful. That's the worst. <laughs> like, it, it, and at no point. So I do actually want to get back to something here. A lot of people I know are having trouble relating to this movie and like sort of bringing out a nasty side of them that I don't think anybody really wanted to admit they have where suddenly they don't feel seen by a Pixar movie and they hate it. Um, but like, I just think that people need to expand their net of relatability in like literally any way other than, you know, physically identifying with a character mm -hmm. because like I found this movie to be extremely relatable. I also don't think relatability is a necessity for movies. <laughs> I do not think every movie yes. has to relate to every single human being. Um, it really isn't. And then you 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 think about all the movies like this is going like the PG-13 genre where the boy is like going through puberty and changes and trying things for the first time and finding Playboy. Like there's even PG movies where boys find their dad's magazine under the, the bed or sh stupid oh stuff God. like that. Thank God for the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> True. But there's, there's <laughs> so, so many movies about that, that girls, I mean, like, I laugh at it. I think those scenes are funny, but it's not like I can relate to that. So, like, seeing seeing Lee drawing in her journal because, like, that was her little escapism, I was like, that's more like it. Well, and, My yeah, girl. No, no. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> multiple women in the past day that were just like, oh, well, I was X different age in 2002, so I don't really get this movie. And I'm like, yeah, you really don't get this movie. Right. It didn't <laughs> matter that it was 2002. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't care. Hey, it's not like they're listening to a boy band, right? Like, we all listened to NSYNC. It doesn't yeah. matter what age you were. We all heard One Direction. Like, <laughs> right. Like, we all had the Joe Bros. We all had the Joe Bros. Well, not actually, all you know, that show. one. Yeah, that one I think I kind of missed. Yeah, I definitely missed it. Really? I, yeah, I'm I wasn't so a Disney sorry, guy. Dude. And they weren't like actual musicians until a few years ago. I, that year 3000 song does rip, though. I mean, sure, but yeah. it, that wasn't like and that's that a wasn't, cover. That's that wasn't not mainstream. Original. They're not Maroon 5. They are now, but True. no, I think Burn It Up made it pretty far. I don't think, I think you're right. There was, they were, they that were, one made it far. They were bigger than Disney Channel, but they weren't. Yeah. They weren't Miley they, Cyrus. <clears throat> they were bigger than Miley Cyrus, and Miley Cyrus was Miley Cyrus. I, so at that time, they were definitely bigger than Miley Cyrus. She was stuck on Disney Channel. That's why she had to break out and do her crazy stuff. They were starting to venture out, but then Disney. The like, best of both worlds is a bigger song than any Jonas Brothers song. Mm. Sorry, no, the theme song. Yeah, no, the first Not one she until... had that really I think blew up was the one that's like, and I'm heading away. The last time I freaked out. Yeah, I just kept I, looking down. I, I think that got more popular. 
I think that got more popular in recent years. Her first one really to get big, I think, was Party in the USA. That was like a multi. That was the song I was hit. And that, yeah. that, that, that is definitely bigger than any Jonas Brothers song ever. And But that was post Hannah Montana. If we're still talking when they were like totally yeah. Disney. I think she should put out a Hannah Montana album. Right. But then like when Miley Cyrus is out there making music like that, the Jonas Brothers promptly fucked off into the distance they for did. Tw- 10 years. And then made a major comeback. They sure did. I, I mean, that was their best record by far. Oh, what? I'm so glad you made that joke. I'm so <laughs> glad you made that joke. How oh, did you say major comeback? Yeah. Did. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Sorry. How I Met Your Mother for Life. Let's go. That is a joke for the sitcom that will stick with me forever. Have you guys heard the news about the How I Met Your Father finale? No. There was a How I Met Your Mother cameo in it. Who do you think it was? I haven't watched the episode yet, though. Oh, are you watching it? I am watching it. I, I did not think I would like it. And then I was hooked. I'm okay. sure I will like it whenever I watch it, but I think it's over, right? Like it's not. I don't it was know. Like a miniseries. I don't know. I I don't really see how they could keep it going. Like it feels like the father's already really been revealed. So I'm like, hmm. that's um, what we thought about Robin too. Okay, so it's true. So they could string it along for many seasons, but- and, and just absolutely ruin the ending. Yeah, we don't really talk fully about the ending, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I've got a joke. Hold on, I'm gonna stop everything because it's about. Please. Turning red. You know, like there's a song in Encanto called We Don't Talk About Bruno, right? Uh And then like Bruno is a character in the movie. They talk about him a lot, like all the time. Also in Luca, they talk about like Silencio Bruno. They made Turning Red like about a little girl entering puberty and they literally could have thrown a song in there called We Don't Talk About Periods because they've never fucking done that. Unfortunately, (laughs) this was not a musical. (laughs) Yes, it is. They sing in Cantonese. There's yeah, I mean, four town. Fundamentally, this is like, I, you know, I've made this argument before about how some movies feel like Pixar movies. Some movies feel like Disney movies. Like this does not feel like a Pixar movie to me. Mm-mm. Disagree. This absolutely does. This is Luca all over it. It felt more to me. I mean, not- that's like, OK, that's like going, you know, oh, man, if, if <laughs> there's a big difference between between, uh, you know, between ducks and rabbits. Right. And you're like, man, these geese, they sure do hop. <laughs> I was I was in our old stomping grounds this weekend and I saw the Newport News geese. Oh fuck those geese. Oh, dude, they were everywhere. <gasps> I even saw Lake Asshole, which was like a cathartic experience. Uh in our old house. Were there for some reason geese on the lake? Yeah, and muskrats and God. Those geese. Those geese made me late for work like five times. Candace, I hope you've been enlightened by this conversation. Absolutely. Your reaction to what we just said is exactly what I'm hoping from the listeners. When we get like hyper specific about something, there's no possible way they could know. Yeah. Three people got that joke. (laughs) Maybe. And we're two of them. <laughs> okay, sorry. The other is I, Chase and Frank. Shout out, Frank. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have geese struggles like you guys, but I did have to struggle with turkeys trying to get to school. They would. They like frequented my high school campus and uh, would block the roads in hordes. It would be like six to twelve turkeys just slowly walking across the road, blocking your way That's- so you couldn't get to school. <laughs> That sucks. I do want you to imagine, if you will, close your eyes and take yourself back to a place where you see you're driving in your car. It's a late model Honda Civic. 
It's not like bells and whistles or anything. Uh, AC is not working as well as it used to. Uh-huh. Um, and you're driving to school and you come up to the stop sign. And where usually you sometimes see six turkeys. Today, there are six. 600. That's too many turkeys. Okay. That's way too many geese. I just I just wanted to get that's you guys to imagine 600 turkeys. I'm that's way too many geese. Ethan, were you there? Were you did you close your eyes? No. I didn't know what I was street, supposed to be doing it. What street did you picture, Ethan? I didn't I didn't. Uh, I didn't know the, what the I exercise pictured? was for me. Can I tell you what I pictured? This was a group project. You know that like last possible right on Chaparral you can take? Which direction? Uh, so like not from Chaparral, like you're you're turning on to Chaparral before the high school. There's a right turn you can take there. You take Hummingbird and there's kind of like a cross street. You come up the hill yeah. on Chaparral, you turn okay. right here at the high school. That's where I was. Fair. There were 600 turkeys in my imagination. 600 turkeys. That's a lot of turkeys. That's a lot of turkeys. What the hell are we talking about? Turkeys in the poor town. Did you guys like the songs? No, I love me them. neither. Oh, I, me too. They're great. I did not at all. I loved them because they were like what they were terrible, intentionally written to be like really crappy, vague lines. <laughs> and, okay, but like but the they, Backstreet Boys has bangers, bro. They do, they do, but not all boy bands are alike, and not all boy bands were good like Baxter Boys. Like we had, we had our good ones, but there were definitely boy bands. We also had ninety eight degrees. We also had the Jonas early Jonas Brothers uh, five. But that's, I mean, that's the thing. It was, it was middle school girls would just eat up the fact that their boys vaguely saying that you're perfect just the way that you are, like not giving any very specific details, but like saying like. Right your whatever but they got the they got the melodies right they got the it, it really did feel like it was an early 2000s band do you guys know who wrote the music lin-manuel miranda it was not <laughs> it was actually billy eilish and phineas i knew that they wrote, actually. they wrote the boy band songs yeah that that tracks it does I did know that he also is one of the singer one of the singers i don't remember which one I was actually thoroughly unimpressed with the singing specifically. (laughs) Again, I don't think it was really meant to be because there were some boy bands that were, I mean, there's not a high range up and low. Although that one at the end that hit the high note, that's Jordan Fisher there. He uh, was it really? He went the extra mile on that. Well, that guy can sing for sure. Yeah. The other. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, I, I liked the music. I liked just that it was exactly what a middle school girl would fawn over. It's exactly what they would want. And what are you drumming out to? What are you, what are you thinking of, Tyler? He does. So I listened to a song by Five uh, and it got me thinking about Bare Naked Ladies. So now I'm listening to One Week and this has got such a nice little drum beat. It's kind of more over here, but I like to do the full kit. Who is Five? They were a boy band. What did they sing? I do not remember them. I listened to their top streamed song and i never heard it before so i have no idea fair but i know ben jam had their cd okay okay fair oh dude we need to wrap the show do we, we no way yeah flies. we're at, we're at 110 time. time flies time to be flying yeah. um especially since you're in like the future candace i it's literally already... have, i have no concept of time here in portugal i really don't know anything anymore are you why are you are you just there to like party and get get rad or are you doing like <laughs> are you just there to stuff? get rad bro <laughs> You think I have a social life? No, I. So I. I do there. assume that you have a social life. I don't know why. I just. Yeah, you're from you California. Cool I assume me. that you do cool stuff all oh, yeah. the time. You've been to like yeah. Coachella and stuff. I actually haven't, but um. <laughs> burning um, man. Nope. <laughs> I don't see I've, Candace as a Burning Man type person. <laughs> no. 
Um, I'm here for training. So I, I went to the city of Sisimbra, which is just south of Lisbon, for a seminar that was for like judges, coaches, and technicians. And that was over the weekend. And then I flew north to the city of Porto. And I am in Porto, uh, Matasinas area for training. So this is day two of training and my body is tired, but it's going well. Are you going to like lose sleep because of us? Are you going to have no. to be like, I was talking to two grown American men I've never met before about my period for... <laughs> <laughs> For two hours. That's why I'm so tired, coach. No, training isn't until the afternoon, so I can sleep in tomorrow. Okay. I'll be good. No worries. And there's plenty of caffeine here in Europe, like every corner. You can get decent espresso. So, oh, yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. The dream. I sure would love that. You can get not very good espresso almost nowhere here. Yeah. It's really nice to go down the street and not see a Starbucks on every corner. It's a, it's a little refreshing, but yeah. I do. Yeah, dude. Even like, uh, you're in like a real foreign country, but <laughs> I was at Disney World two weeks ago. <laughs> Which isn't a foreign country, country at all. I Which mean, it feels country. like it. But it they have like they it. have Joffrey's coffee everywhere in the parks, except for where there is a Starbucks in the parks. And it always feels gross. Like when you go like the first thing you see, Main Street, USA, Castle, Starbucks. Feels wrong. Feels oh, gross. But they have big giant Mickey donuts. I bet they don't have those in Belgium or wherever you are. Portugal. <laughs> Very different than Belgium. Whatever. No, Europe. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Mickey Donuts, but I'll just get one when I go home. You get yeah, Disneyland. That's Disneyland. The yes. parking lot at Epcot is bigger than Disneyland. Okay. Okay. But Disneyland is superior. This is a Disagreed. whole other money. No. But I've never been. Have you been to Disney World? Yes, I've been to Disney World. Have we and had this discussion? No, I don't think so, but okay. I have been to both. And I have a friend from, from Florida who's like a Disney World diehard. He came last year to Disneyland. I gave him the full tour. And at the end, he was like, yeah, it's better. So I have proof from someone who is a Disney World Epcot diehard. That Disneyland's better. I would, I would, I guess I'll need to go to both parks a lot and then I'll make my decision. You don't even need to go a lot. He did one day. We, we hit yeah. all of the well, things in one day. That's the, you, joy if you can hit all of thing, the things in one day, uh, maybe that's like a better theme park, but like Disney's a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I get because Disney, I don't want to be able to do everything in one day. Well, that was us hitting all the main points. We didn't do all the fine lines. If you're really going to take your time one day per park. is Well, like then, yeah, I'm sure park. California Space Mountain is better than Carousel of Progress. Like, duh. And some days that's just what Ty you Tyler, do. Tyler, Tyler, you, you, hey, you can't talk shit about the Carousel of Progress. Oh, They'll hurt us. I'm not they talking shit about Carousel us. of Progress. Although I will say, <laughs> Carousel of Progress, I'm just going to bring it up right now. As long as we're talking about women maturing, Carousel of Progress handles this terribly. The teenage daughter starts to turn into a woman and like Tom Ford, who's sitting in the chair is like, oh, look, my daughter's hot now. It's like, man, what the hell are you saying? Tom Ford, the fashion designer? No, Well, that's yeah. Tom James is the other fashion designer. Uh, I don't know what the name is, the guy in Carousel of Progress, but I remember watching it and being like, this is a really messed up way to talk to your teenage daughter. And I would prefer if you did not do this. I do not like it. And I know you can update this because it's absolutely been updated. I can see 
that this scene takes place in the past, in the 80s, and this was built in the 50s. So you did something. Was not built in the 50s. It was built whenever the World's Fair was. The the New York. The Carousel of Progress at Disney World? Disney World didn't exist in the 50s. It's from the World's Fair. Okay. That's where it, like, that's what, it's where it came from. The World's that's Fair. That's how the one rides worked. work, though. Like, that's the one your dad did. Right? That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. When does Carousel of Progress end, timeline-wise? Isn't it when the Macintosh is created? Isn't that the um, end of the progress, if I remember correctly? It there was no Macintosh in it, but it does seem relatively updated. Um so it had been updated uh, since its original conception slash creation. Yes. Yeah, they changed the song at one point. Okay. So it used to be something changed. completely different from whatever it is now. Uh, so yeah, opened 1964-65 New York World's Fair. Okay. Under the name Progress Land. But then it was Disney. updated and Disney has it now. And it's been there. When was the last time it 72. was really updated? Because last time I rode that thing, it, it it ended and I was like, is that it? Is that where I, I did ended? feel that way? So like, I don't is know. this where it Here's ends? my thing. I was thinking about this the other day. The, the It's a Small World After All ride has contributed quite a bit to the overall smallness of the world. Go <laughs> carry on. It's a it's a cultural <laughs> it's a cultural touchstone, right? Like everybody knows about it. Everybody knows about it. That inherently makes the world smaller because it's a shared experience between people. Betwixt. Betwixt. But <laughs> the left twixt or the right twixt. So like when when it when it's a small world after all, it's like it's a small world after all. It's like yeah, it's your fucking fault. I you hope you made it smaller. Yeah, you made, you made it, smaller, it that Walter. much smaller. You made it smaller, smaller ride, Walter. Well, I mean, the ride has kept going. Does Walter been dead for a this. long time and it still runs? Does Disneyland have Los Tres Caballeros? No, you do have you do have them. We don't have them. Exactly. They also have the Incredicoaster. And Guardians. Guardians is opening in Epcot. No, you're getting a different one. Whatever. You, you guys have you... you guys have the Marvel Land. The the we do have Avengers Campus. It's pretty cool. And the characters, character actors. That's that's kind of the best part about it. And they're all really good at their jobs. So yeah. I fully believe that that's Thor walking next to me. And I'm like, hi. But, and then you draw him as a mermaid. And then I go home and draw him as a mermaid. Exactly. <laughs> and you're how old? Exactly. 25? 13. <laughs> I mean, I think Chris Hemsworth is more older than you than uh, the guys in or the, the guy in the comedian store was than her. No, the, he's like three years older. He's like a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth is like 30 something easy. Yeah. So yeah. honestly, even even though Candace is 25, it's like weirder for her to be drawing Chris yeah. Hemsworth. As a mermaid. Yeah. So even when I was sketching cheetahs in sixth grade, I was actually drawing how I imagined you. Wow. I quit the podcast. Candace, you're the host <laughs> now. Have fun. I don't know how I feel uh, about that. <laughs> let's actually wrap. Let's let's do that. Okay. That note. On that furry note. <laughs> We didn't even talk about the panda. Oh, we didn't even talk about the pacing issues. Ethan, while you calculate scores, Candace and I are going to talk about why we hated the pacing in this movie. I, I, Candace, I'll tell you straight up. hated the pacing. I'll tell you straight up. This movie uh, felt rushed in a weird way. Like it, yeah. a lot of times my issue with pacing is that two hours feels like four hours. But in this case, it was like an hour and 45 minutes feels like 45 minutes. And I didn't really get to know the panda at all. I, like it showed up and then it was gone. It was only an hour 25. I was actually surprised when I put it on that it was that short. Um, but yeah, I think they rushed through. Like I already mentioned they rushed through the antis. Like that could yeah. have been so much more. Their designs, everything about them was amazing. And they could have gotten so into more details about their pandas because they talked about the moms a little bit. But I wanted to know more about that and their experiences. Like, And give but, me a reason why the moms is 100 feet tall. 
everyone's is different. <laughs> Every, everyone has a different experience. So they were all yeah. a little bit different in their own ways. But um, no, um, I think that was a big thing that they could have taken more time on. They gave the friends the right amount of time. They gave middle school the right, around, right amount of time. But the, the aunties and honestly, just getting to know the panda a little more. Not like we needed a whole like superhero tries out their their new abilities sequence or montage, but we could have gotten a little bit more out of her embracing the panda. Fair. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% with that. The the aunties were some of my favorite part in the whole, like the whole of the, the you know, ancestors team. I think uh, Sandra O oh did so good in this movie. Oh my goodness. She was fantastic. The mom was one of my favorite characters. Like, she cracked me up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then made you cry at the end. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of the film was seeing like the younger version of her. I liked how they showed the mom when they're walking back over to the, that moment where you can separate from your panda yeah just that progression of the mom was really cool to see and the mom crying was yeah it was a magical moment makes you feel bad for all those people who who never had that moment with their mom you know they just let this continue to fester it's a lot of people hopefully this movie kind of helps to break down those barriers there's been a lot of negative reviews for this movie of people being like "Uh, i can't show this movie to my kids because it'll it'll teach them not to listen to me it's like i saw that you got fucking bigger problems than that, mate. Hey, let me tell you what. Your kid ain't gonna listen to you regardless of what Pixar says if you act like that. Yeah. Nope. And then all these also Pixar people- movies are, are lessons for parents more than they are for kids. Yeah. Yeah. This- I, I pointed out to Tyler this morning that he is, or maybe it's yesterday, that he said that about the last four Pixar movies that have come out. And I said, maybe they have a point, like a reason. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're old and they've all been for you as well. I am old. <laughs> you know, if your kid wants to be speed, you got you can't stop him. Gotta let him be speed. It depends upon his like method of becoming speed. You gotta right? let him be speed, man. <laughs> if he's One like winner, that, forty-one losers. I want to be speed. Let and him I, be. I, and I mean the cocaine kind. I actually do get to intervene at that point and be like, ah, no, sure, no. But he, let me tell you, no, he learned that from Pixar. Gotta, he's got to eat. Losers <laughs> Not for yet, at least. He's got to eat losers for breakfast. Absolutely. It's I mean, they Pixar. made it through a whole movie about a jazz pianist without anybody doing drugs on screen. So. Pixar's uh, next movie. Oh, God. This joke would have been so funny if I could think of the name of the freaking book. The Beth Macy book. Dope Sick. Pixar's next movie, Dope Sick. Yeah. About about the cocaine and about a- crystal meth usage in Appalachia. Yeah. Disney does euphoria. Right. <laughs> and anthropomorphized heroin needle. Right. What if heroin could feel? <laughs> yeah. What if heroin had feelings? Uh. All right, I have the Tyler score. I think I said 84. Ethan said 85. Rotten Tomatoes said 95. Metacritic said 86. Rotten Tomatoes audience, which is you, Candice, today. Uh, you said 72, I think. I said 79. No, 79. 79. 79. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which means all I need is the listener score. Uh, it is an 84. 84. People must have been giving it high scores on Facebook because Discord looked relatively negative. Hmm. Um, uh, that gives it see. an 85.75, which rounds up to an 86, which beats... Ooh. White Christmas and loses to the Batman. The lowest score on Discord was a 70, and the lowest score, the second lowest score was an 86. So. Huh. Never mind then. I'm wrong. Maybe you're I mean, just thinking about all the It's Pixar, Facebook right? Posts. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. People are going to rate it highly. Candace, any final thoughts on this episode, on this movie, on life, Gosh. on the state well, of the I, world? No, not, not on the state of the world. That's a lot. Sorry. I don't want to have <laughs> your thoughts on the state of the question. world, honestly. I've, Candace, oh, tell us how you feel about the war. No, Candace, do not. <laughs> We're not doing it. Everything. (laughs) Just tell us how everything is. 
everything's fine. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I no watched time. this movie last night. I'm still thinking about it. I'm going to still continue thinking about it. I'm probably going to rewatch it at some point um, soon, but I'm just glad a movie like this exists. I love so much about it. And you can tell a lot of personal like detail and heart and soul went into it from the creators. You can tell very obviously that it was a female-led movie yeah. because it wasn't something where it was like, oh, we're going to flash a tampon and now we're female-friendly. It was it was very grounded in that female puberty experience. And it, it was done in a way that was a classy, nice, fun metaphor that kids can understand, but also something that adults that have been through puberty are like, yeah, that hits the nail on the head. Yeah. I'm really Um, glad this exists and I really hope it's something that parents can use to introduce ideas and things about puberty kids. I also, I definitely like having more, like I know that I complained a little bit about the, the like sort of less Pixariness about this movie, but I do kind of like having Pixar movies that don't really sort of beat you over the head with the thing. Right. Like, yeah, it's nice to, I don't want to call it lower stakes, but like it definitely is, but also it's higher stakes because it's like a monster that destroys a building and that rarely happens in Pixar. But like more of Woody's life was altered than, than, uh, Domi, she's not Domi, she, uh, that's the director. Then, uh, Mei Ling Lee's direct life was, yes, you know, uh, and so I'm, I'm cool with that. I like these like kind of uh, s- smaller Pixar movies. So I feel the same way about Luca, right? Like Luca was the exact same, right? It's about a bike race. Yeah. <laughs> no stakes. Oh. Yeah, so this was about getting to a concert. It's so, like this is and probably it, my my fourth favorite Pixar movie that's come out in the last two years, but like that is just an absolute embarrassment of riches. Yeah, exactly. There's there's oh. so much when it comes to the Pixar universe world of movies and yeah. they they're just proving that they can do things on a large scale and on a small scale they Absolutely. can take big concepts and they can take movie concepts that break your mind literally like inside out or they can do something that's so subtle and so so nicely done well and those that- those most recent four pixar movies really feel like they're starting to let the style drive Yes. Which is very cool Absolutely. because like they've they have looked very different and have like sort of catered more to a specific existing genre. Like they're they're starting to make genre films, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Love it. Um I love which is it crazy. So I'm looking forward to like the Pixar horror movie directed by Jordan Peele. It's called uh, Yep. It's, it's, <laughs> it's called yeah, yep. It's, called, yep. <laughs> it's extremely positive. It's called Get In. <laughs> Come in, please. Get in. It's called You. No, it's, it's called Ben Batchley. It's called called We. we. They actually just get a bunch of clones to contribute to Hands Across America. Um, cool. Oh, well, Candace, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for coming to us from sunny uh, Portugal. Um, always. Is it cold always. there? I feel like it's cold there. It, so it is right now. And it's yeah. super, it's been overcast the whole time, which is a bummer because it's, I'm in beach cities. So, yeah. Uh, but I do get to see some crazy waves because this is one of the most popular areas for wild waves. That's cool. Come. Yeah. So today I, up to you. I mean, you're from California, I'm, right? So like you obviously not surf. Uh, I've been on a board like twice. Um, more than me. I kind of just hang out. Yeah, there. That's not infinitely really. more than I have. <laughs> yeah. They're not my boards. I just kind of use whatever anyone else has, but um, it's just cool to see waves that are massive and like look at the water and be like, yeah, I'm not in any time soon going to get in a water in water like that um but it's cool to watch and you go damn nature you're scary as damn shit. nature you're scary damn nature you're scary <laughs> oh. like the vine <laughs> 
And with uh, that TikTok reference. Yeah. And with that TikTok reference, it's time for us to end. Uh, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our biographics are by Faye Sean Van and Brent. So start that whole thing over. Just give it another, you almost had it. You almost another had run it. at it. This has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon. Vaishan Designs on Instagram. And our music's by Andrew Scott Bell. AndrewScottBellMusic.com. For more podcasts like the one you're listening to, head to WBNE.org and check out our check care. Check care of any of our great shows. Take out any of our great shows. Uh, anywhere podcasts are sold or given away for free. Um, this week's episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by... Uh, brought to you by... Perspective Z, because that's the that was the one I was looking for. The one where a bunch of kids and by a bunch of kids, I mean, two at this point, um, young women. full, full young adults uh, talk to you about what Generation Z cares about. And it's fantastic. And you should go listen to it. There's a preview for it right now. My name is Ethan Edgehill. On behalf of Tyler Carlin, Candace Clifford, this has been Bacon and Eggs. And until next time, arrivederci. Are you kidding me? I'm a big red panda. <laughs> <laughs>